So here's the million dollar question. How are men like us who work hard, have good motives and a God-given purpose supposed to fulfill the calling on our lives and the dreams in our hearts, all while establishing sexual integrity, thriving relationships, and a meaningful connection with God? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Sathya Sam. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. What's up, everybody? It's Sathya Sam here. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you're having a fantastic day, and I really appreciate you tuning in. Hey, uh, just really quick, for those of you that continue to leave comments on your respective platforms regarding our podcast, we really appreciate it. Um, it's funny, I was actually just checking the other day, and the amount of ratings, even just on iTunes, has gone up significantly the last little bit, and I know that is exclusively because of you guys who are listening. So thank you for doing that. Really means the world, and man, keep those comments coming in too. I sometimes I still just can't believe what we witness. You know, uh, there's some really phenomenal stories of just people that have been impacted by the content one way or another, and um, and so I really appreciate it. I did want to read out one in particular that has just stood out recently. This is from. Philip Cardwell, and uh, he said, just recently started listening to these podcasts. Wow, have I been missing out? So much good information for guys wanting to really follow Jesus. Philip, thank you so much. And you know, even the language you used in that, bro, means a lot to me because I sometimes miss being a pastor. You know, when I was a pastor, it was so cool to just have like that role in people's lives and to kind of be a go-to. And also to be in a position where you are overtly discipling people right? And helping people become better followers of Jesus. And one of my, I would say, secret prayers this year, I haven't actually talked about this at all, I don't think, but one of my secret prayers this year has been like, guys, uh, God, I want to disciple my guys. You know, the guys that are on the, that would listen to the podcast, um, the people that we write to in the newsletter, the people that we speak to on our social media platforms, um, all that cumulatively is thousands a week. But then of course, the clients that are in our deep clean community um, I want I want them to feel like they are being discipled, you know, and I'm not trying to replace their local church pastor or anything like that, um, but just trying to add some, uh, I guess, a new dimension of leadership and discipleship to their lives. And so, man, Philip, thank you for the, the rating and the review. It means the world, and we just, uh, man, just appreciate you guys so much. So thank you. Uh, today, we are talking about how to handle anger without getting angry. Oh, Cynthia, where do you come up with this stuff? Uh, man, that was, you know what, occasionally there's like a title or two where I'm like, yeah, that's right, you know, just proud of it. And uh, that was one of them. So anyways, I don't even know if it's that great. Like, some, I honestly, I still, like to this day, I'm, I'm not a great marketer. And sometimes with email subject lines or, you know, little hooks in our social posts or, you know, podcast titles, sometimes I just can't tell. I'm like, I think that's good. Is that good? I don't know. So anyway, um, I thought it was good and that's going to have to be good enough for today. But this came up because we, you know, I think we as men are encouraged or at least we're given permission to experience anger, right? It's kind of like the only emotion that we can safely express without being called a wimp um, and without being, I don't know, seen as weak or effeminate or, you know, whatever it is you want to call it. And anger comes up a lot in the context of recovery. So a couple examples, this is not a comprehensive list of examples, but here are a couple ways that we've seen anger come up with our client profile. 
you have somebody who has been addicted for a long time and they finally get some progress. Let's say that progress means that they, instead of watching porn daily, in the last two months, they've only watched seven times, which if, if you really think about that, that is like unbelievable progress. And they, um, they end up having a binge and they watch three days in a row. Okay, so prior to that, they were watching like once every eight, nine days. Now they've just watched three days in a row. Anger surfaces. Anger typically that is self-directed. It's like, oh, why did I do that? I'm so dumb. I had what like I just threw everything away. It's that kind of anger and self-frustration. All right. Example one. Example number two. Somebody goes through our system. Our first pillar is self-awareness, so they develop self-awareness. Our second pillar is healing of the heart. And as they develop uh, or as they explore this healing of the heart and parts of their past where, you know, maybe there were some deficiencies in their childhood relationships. Maybe there are some experiences that contributed to their curiosity about sex, and maybe they weren't able to get those answered in healthy ways, and they turned to porn, just as an example. Well, anger begins to surface towards maybe the parents for not having those conversations. Maybe anger surfaces towards the friend or the individual that misguided them towards pornography to get some of their answers. Anger comes up as you explore your past. So look, the, the, the danger here, you guys hear me talk about pendulum swings all the time, right? Because this is one of the greatest human tendencies that you and I must fight is, okay, we, we were given permission to experience anger. And now the world is kind of like, well, hey, wait a minute, guys should be able to experience other emotions as well. Like you look at Jesus, Jesus did express anger for sure. I mean, think about Jesus in the synagogue. He's flipping the tables because the merchants have basically completely abused the temple, the house of the Lord. So he's upset and rightfully so. Um, you know, then we have other other verses in scripture where Jesus wept. So could have been some anger there right? Like people will cry in anger, probably some sadness, some grief, right? The context was Lazarus um, when he was uh, when he was buried. And so we, we see that even Jesus did experience different emotions. I'm, I'm not, I don't, I don't want to go too far down that trail. But what I do want to say is that we don't want the pendulum to swing so far that where it's like, okay, yeah, we're allowed to experience other emotions that we actually neglect anger. Because you have to remember, this is the, the one emotion that probably for a majority of you listening, you've actually been given permission to experience in you know the last X number of years of your life, probably the last couple of decades minimum. So you don't want to just neglect that emotion. What you want to do is you want to add some depth to your profile or your, your emotional palette, if we could put it that way. So the, the question is, how do you process anger without getting angry? And what I mean by that, when I say getting angry, I'm talking about the unnecessarily outbursts, you know, where you say stuff that you shouldn't say, you do things that you shouldn't do, where maybe, maybe you know, we've had this happen before, where a guy will tap into some parts of his past, experience uh, almost a debilitating amount of anger, and he becomes stuck because he's so livid over an incident that maybe happened 15, 20 years ago. And what we want to do is we want to find proper ways to express and experience anger that are not necessarily docile, but they're also not destructive, okay? And these are the two parameters that we are that we are trying to match in our expression of anger. We don't want our anger, our, our expressions of anger to be docile necessarily. 
They could be, but it shouldn't be the goal. Like I think sometimes we we see people experience a moment in life where they should be angry and they're so docile about it that you're like, I think you're probably just suppressing it. Like I want to believe that you're just that calm and that cool and that you're actually not that phased by it, but I'm pretty sure you're actually just suppressing it. And deep down on the inside, you're angry docile. We don't want that, okay? If you're angry, if you're angry, you should be able to express it. But we also don't want to be destructive. Okay? Destructive is like um we used to say, you know, we were just in our foolishness and naivety. You know, we would say, "Hey, if you need to go like throw some bottles at a wall or whatever, you know, whatever's going to help you process your anger, just go for it." But actually, that's that's destructive and we don't we don't want to condition our brains to be able to require the destruction of something to process an emotion. It just doesn't make sense. Now, something that's in the same vein but much healthier would be working out, right? Like go pull some major weight at the gym. Nothing wrong with that. Great way to get some of that pent-up anger or energy out. And what I would like to suggest to you, if you do find that you experience anger and maybe you're confused by some of the messaging out there, like what's actually the right way for a guy to deal with his anger? Let me give you two kind of layers that you want to look for that typically will will help in the anger um, aspect, okay? The first is we want to do something that is personal, okay? Now, when I say personal, what I mean is uh, here are a couple examples. Journaling about it, talking to somebody about it. Uh, maybe it's not this, like journaling where it's like, I am angry about this. Maybe it's something more creative, like writing a poem, writing a song. We have we have some guys in our community. Poetry is like one of their best outlets for articulating themselves. I love it. And man, we've we've read some pretty angry poetry over the years. You know, like it's a cool way to get your anger out. Nothing wrong with that at all. In fact, it's a fantastic way to do it. And something personal is often a great element to being able to process anger. The other element is something physical. Okay, that's where working out can come into play. Sometimes even just going for a walk when you're angry is really, really helpful. Moving the body, just movement alone is really, really valuable. Um, Another example, it, it may not be that you actually do anything that's necessarily athletic or physical in that kind of like fitness aspect, but maybe it's even just that you go and get a massage, right? Like something that's still physical, but a very different way to detox and decompress. There's no right or wrong here, but what we're trying to do is we're trying to make sure that we we process the inner aspects of this and figure out why are we upset? Did was Is our response even appropriate? Um, because I know for me, when I'm angry, often my anger is very disproportionate to what's taken place. And we know that if your emotional response is disproportionate to an event that has taken place, it is an indicator of trauma. So if that if there's a, the discrepancy there, then it probably means you have some parts of your past you need to work through. So either with the guidance of the Holy Spirit, you can reach out to a counselor, you know, you can do it however you want to do it, but you have to find a way to work through that, right? So that's where the more emotive processing part of it comes into play. And it's very important you do that. You don't have to do that with other people. You can do that alone, but you need to do it. And the physical part is because as uh, Bessel van der Kolk taught us in The Body Keeps the Score, which is one of the best, uh, like one of the most selling books, I believe, on Amazon since 2014 when it was first released, um, he taught us that our body actually harbors um, 
emotions and traumas and everything that comes with it. And so doing something physical is actually a great way not only to combat the dynamic, but to literally release the trauma, release the stress, and release the anger from your body. So again, I know these are like very compact episodes, guys, but I hope this gives you at least some guide posts signposts, guidelines, some guidance on what it might look like for you to to work through anger in a way that's not destructive and also in a way that's not docile. You know, how to get how to handle anger without getting angry. The last thing I'll just say is this. We we did an episode on anger management. I'll put a link to that in the show notes in case you want to check this out. But you know, one of my friends um, shared this with me many years back and it's it's really impacted me. Um and he he said this anger when and this was kind of his i guess his his observation of his own experience of anger he said anger is often the byproduct of perceived injustice and so it, it's it's like the um you know you you go to pick up food that you ordered and then they actually charge you for something extra that they didn't say they were going to charge you for this perceived injustice often creates anger we reflect on our past and we say, hey, my dad didn't do this for me when, you know, a healthy dad would. There's a perceived injustice like my dad fell short or I didn't get what was rightfully mine as a child. Um, you know, anger, it might be, uh, you know, I relapse. The, the perceived injustice is I, I feel like I should be doing better. I'm, I'm angry at myself for not resisting the temptation when I know better. Um, there's, there's no right or wrong here. There's no, you know, it's not, it's not a specific way for each person, but anger is often playing into our perceptions. And so if you want to better understand your experience of anger, um, that might be a little nugget that could be useful for you is to identify where is the injustice at play and what might it look like to reconceptualize that injustice, to think about it from a different angle or a different perspective that's going to help me have a little bit more gratitude and maybe a little bit less anger. At the very least, hopefully it helps you handle your anger without getting angry. That's everything for today, guys. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. It's Sathya again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within. I wanted to take a quick moment to let you know about a free ebook that I wrote for you called The Ultimate Guide to Porn Recovery. It provides a basic framework for the recovery process and a few of my top tips completely free of charge. You can get it now at www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. That's www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. Now, if you've been impacted by the podcast and you want to show some support in less than 60 seconds, there are three ways you can do that. First, you can leave a rating or review on your podcast platform. This lets people like you know that the content here is valuable. Secondly, you can share this episode with someone in your life that might benefit from the content. If you're passionate about helping other people experience freedom and success in their lives, this is one of the easiest ways to do that. And lastly, you can subscribe. I personally only listen to the podcast that I subscribe to. If you're seeking daily encouragement, guidance, and insight in your recovery journey, I highly recommend subscribing to Unleash the Man Within. Thanks for listening. I look forward to connecting with you very, very soon. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast by Sathya Sam and his guests are for general information only and should not be considered medical, clinical, or any other form of professional advice. Any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk.